If somebody's willing to pay enough for feet pics, I'll send them, man. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones and the Temple Film. I'm Steve, and this is a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers behind the scenes, but not really a VHS this week, is it, Chris? No, I fucked up. Kind of go a little bit out of order here. Chris, why don't you introduce what you picked for the last of our animation theme? Okay, this was hard because... As of yesterday, Ponyo is the most or the least downloaded. So I had to, I was like, let's stay away from kids' movies and anime. Uh, so I went with Scanner Darkly. <laughs> it it released four months after the last release of an American VHS. I just seen fan releases of it on VHS and <laughs> thought it was on VHS. This was technically a VHS. It's Rotoscope, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey. It it was a trailer in Matrix 2, so this fucker should have been out forever before that. And it released at Cannes Film Festival a year before. I noticed that while looking stuff up on the notes for this. I was like, wait a minute. So where do I... I went with the theatrical release, but you know, I was like, hey, when you get that weird release date of like a year before it hit theaters, basically. No, it said it released very limited, like at Cannes and then limited. Mm-hmm. So one reason this movie stuck out in my head for years, I seen like a few clips on TikTok before we were picking is why it was in my head again. But me and my buddy seen it at the Matrix trailer or Matrix as a trailer and we wanted to watch it. And then fucking nothing happened like six years later or whatever. We it gets released and we're like, what the fuck? Like it, it was a trailer on Matrix 2 and was released by the time Matrix 1 or 3 came out. Hmm. That's a huge gap. Yeah, I know the editing or no, I'm sorry. The animation for this took forever. Mm -hmm. So much longer than they anticipated. But uh, before we get to Brad reading the advertisement here, it's time for Chris tells us what this cooking term means. Chris, you were an you were a chef at one point, so you should know what dredge. Oh, you just rolled shit in flour before you fry it. That's dredging. To coat food with a dry ingredient, such as flour, breadcrumbs, yeah. or cornmeal before frying. Yeah, it's just before frying. So that's how they got the name Judge Dredd. He was, Judge Dredge was actually the first comic Yeah, book. he was just rolling around in cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just didn't think that they could get a whole series out of that. So they went with a judge, you know, an executioner type person with a helmet. So hey, side note, you already did Judge Dredd, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I know. Uh, The six or seven people that are active on our Facebook. What about like uh, Be Kind Rewinds, where me and Brad get to watch and talk about a movie that has already been discussed? Self-promoting his own little segment. I like it. it. We'll see. I mean, I'd like to watch some movies. Well, I guess we'd have to put like a rule onto that. It would have to be more than two years out. You know what I mean? There has to be some distance. We'll figure it out. Maybe yeah. somebody's got a better idea. I don't know. Uh, Brad, who's the show brought to us by this week? 
Brought to us once again by Mattel Films Barbie. We won't stop until everyone is drinking Bud Light again. <laughs> Only in theaters. Check your local listings. <laughs> wow. Mattel's really spending a lot of money on us. So my theater serves beer. Yeah, oh yeah. And we drank Bud Lights. Hey. It's fitting. Felt great. <laughs> and uh, you were drunk after two beers, you lightweight. Yeah, I don't drink anymore. And you got no balls. Oh my God. Because you cut them off? My dick, my balls are still there. Okay, sorry. Just have to pee through a slit now. But I'm drinking PBR right now. I slipped on that a little bit because I forgot our old uh, ad that we used to. What was it? Dick Bear? Dickbear.com. Yeah, dickbear.com took your dick. That's that's I'm, not I'm, really good. I'm there one. down there. <laughs> drinking the PBR is going to bring it all back, though. Dennis Hopper would approve. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. All right. Let's, uh, well, we already introduced. It's a little bit different now. Now I don't know where to go. So, Brad, why don't you continue and read the quick facts for a Scanner Darkly? Okay. We got directed by Richard Linklater. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that right. He's from Austin, Texas, if I'm correct. I can tell you one thing, Brad. If you don't think you're uh, saying it right, don't come to me. Like, just don't. Okay. <laughs> no, man, you're good. <laughs> okay, who also did the screenplay uh, based on a book, uh, Scanner Darkly, by Philip K. Dick. And as we were talking earlier, I thought, for some reason, I thought I'd read all the Philip K. Dick's books, but I haven't read a single one. I've just seen a lot of his movies. So I can assure you, I haven't read one either. I've only so, read a Minority Report. So that I, guarantee they're, I guarantee they're good. This guy can write. I mean, this dude's creative. Um, let's see, we got distributed by Warner Independent Pictures. Uh, Last film released by them was Slumdog Millionaire in 2008. Yeah, uh, this, this was an interesting company because they did a lot of really, I think, good movies from like their time from like 2004 to 2008. And then that's it. Slumdog Millionaire was the last one that I guess they just took their money and went home. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, we had this released on July 7th, 2006. I think it was after like 30 days of filming and like 18 months of post-production to get the animation right um something like that i guess we'll get to it later i don't know i could have just made that up um budget of 8.7 million i think i read somewhere where richard linklater was actually wanted to do this for under 10 million was it or under 20 million something like that so he had more creative control over it because he was a big fan of the book um did a box office of 7.7 million uh, 68 percent on the tomato meter and a 74 percent audience score so you know the hardcore fans were out there supporting this yeah, yeah, normally we don't have a higher audience score than a tomato meter. Yeah, it's, it's tough to know what you're going to get with those. But I do. Ha- I mean, this is crazy. I saw this in the uh, some of the trivia that the reason this movie, you know, didn't make money. So this film had the unfortunate timing of going up against Pixar's Cars and Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest in the theater. Like the same weekend. And I was like, oh, so you lost anyone who wants to go see an animation with Pixar's cars and you lost anyone with family. I don't really know who this movie was made for. And I think that's another problem. Just Christmas. Weirdos. It's made for through and through weirdos. I I took some notes on this year, too. And it's like for me, it was like mid 90s nostalgia from 2006. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, this would have just done better as uh, straight to DVD or something. Maybe it, it feels more like a uh, late night 
brew pub theater screening kind of movie. Well, and I wonder if this is one of these films that made a little bit of money when it went to, you know, like DVD and stuff like that. Because I I feel like this would be like a $10 film that you find at Walmart and just give it a shot. Yeah, with all the names. Yeah. So maybe they got their money back, but who knows? Uh, it's just something that kind of like faded off into the uh, mid 2000s. It's just like I never heard much about this until you brought it back up and you're like, I want to watch that. And I was like, well, yeah, fuck it. Why not? So kind of weird. So uh, who is starring in this, Brad? All right, we got Keanu Reeves as uh, Bob Arctor, also as Fred and Bruce. Robert Downey Jr., this was before he became Iron Man, so this was when he was um, you know, not held in high regard by some people. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, James Barris, um, just some classic Downey Jr. frenetic dialogue in this uh, movie here. We got Woody Harrelson as Ernie Luckman, plays a character that's on point for his uh, – for his skills, um, we got Winona Ryder, who's just gorgeous, and her character is awesome here too. Donna Hawthorne, Audrey, and Hank. We got Rory Cochran as Charles Freck, and we got Alex Jones. Like that's right, that Alex Jones, that's conspiracy theory guy yelling into a bullhorn as Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I was really thrown off by that. Uh, from I heard he was in another um, Philip K. Dick movie. Like for a brief moment. I don't know what it is, though. Uh, yeah, so I didn't really look that up. Well, I think he's in another Richard Linklater movie. And oh, is it a why, Richard? And that's why I thought Richard Linklater must live in like Austin because I think Alex Jones is out of Austin. Yeah, he's out of Austin. Oh, that's crazy. Huh. I wonder why he puts him in there. Just like because well, it's like a. Because I think Alex Jones back in the day used to know he was a character. Yeah, oh, you're casting no. a, yeah. yeah, you're casting now a conspiracy theory guy. Yeah. He's drank too much of his own Kool-Aid now. Well, yeah, that and he's what probably has to be bankrupt because all the people suing him and stuff. I didn't keep up much on that. I just know like uh, he's kind of a complete whack job asshole. So I stayed out of it. All right. We're so good at that. Yeah, we, we're really good at staying out of that stuff. <laughs> uh, if they only knew how much was left in the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you guys ready to watch the trailer on this? Let's do this. It may just be my imagination. Whatever it is that's watching. It's not human. Gentlemen, you are about to witness for approximately 61 cents the perfect homemade silencer. That sure is some silencer. Drive over to my place, kick back, get some tequila. <laughs> They're in my hair, on my skin. They're all over the place. This is a world getting progressively worse. Can we not agree on that? What's on the dessert menu? Damage has taken place to the normally dominant left hemisphere, and the right hemisphere is attempting to compensate. Two hemispheres of my brain. Yes. I could be murdered. How'd I get here? I tip my hat to any entity that could bring so much integrity to evil. What if they come in through the back door or the bathroom window like that infamous Beatles song? 
Yeah, see, this, this feels so much just like a, like a paranoid, like weed movie in a way. I, I don't know, paranoid drug movie. I, I just don't think those have a wide enough audience unless you make them really funny. I don't, I don't know. I really like uh, Train Spotting and SLC Punk and like movies like that. So was when the I SLC seen tra- punk though, like a drug, you know, like I know it was a drug film in a way, punk drug kind of, I don't remember any paranoia though. No. And it, no, I no. won't say that, but like the, the feel of it, mm-hmm. like uh lock stock two smoking barrels. It's really quick. It's uh-huh. fast. It's confusing and weird. It's just fun. I like them. Yeah. I, I just think like the, the paranoia part of it, like kind of turns off, a decent amount of people. Uh, I think you can make it quick and fast and kind of weird and that's fine. I just think paranoia just doesn't sell well in most films. I said, I don't think this should have been released in theaters. Yeah. Like a, a small indie theater release maybe, but I don't think big, big budget theaters. See, I can't say that like I wasn't a big fan of this film back then. And I really wasn't a big fan of this film while watching it, but I also wasn't, bored at all do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i watched this like fully sat down start to finish only paused to let the dogs out i wasn't on my phone i was just kind of into this film even though while at the same time on the other side of my brain i'm like i don't know if i really like this would you say the two lobes were competing yes i would agree, <laughs> I would agree yeah you this film does keep you guessing yeah I didn't see the ending coming, by the way. So when we get to that, I was definitely like, oh, oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> I kind of remembered it, but not enough. Yeah, I didn't remember that at all. Which which I do with a lot of movies, and I'm very happy mm-hmm. when I'm like, I kind of know what's going on, but still get surprised a bit at the end. All right. So let's let's kind of like try to I don't really want to explain the film to people. I just want to bounce around because I, I know like the story. Of this is 20 percent of the United States is addicted to substance D. And that's like the new drug out. And uh, Bob, which is played by Keanu Reeves, is two different people. He's, you know, a, well, what is he? What do they call them? He's an undercover agent. But like the he's scrambler just, suit. Yeah, he's yeah. He's in a scrambler suit. I don't know if they had a name for him, but he's a he's a cop, but he's a weird cop. He's just an undercover drug cop. Yeah. So he like actually gets in with the group and hangs out and does the drugs. And I will say as a whole, when I read the notes of the film, I was confused that they're like, oh, yeah, he's emerging into the drug underworld to infiltrate the supply chain. And it really just feels like he's talking to four different people and it's just like really doesn't go anywhere. Just seems like he's hanging out with his buddies doing drugs. Yeah. So I never really thought he was doing a lot of investigating. Neither did I. 
Yeah, so I, I thought that part of the story, I was like, yeah, I'm not buying that. Just seems like he didn't do much. But in the long run, he was. In a Yeah, but he was unknown. Mm-hmm. He was doing a lot and he didn't even know he was. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Uh, but I, I will say as a whole, that scramble suit must have been a shit ton of work. It's cool. And you can yeah. see him a lot in it. Which is really weird. If you look, you'll see Keanu through it very often, but yeah. none of the other scramble suits showed any of the character that was behind them. Yeah, I love that concept, and it's almost like if you've seen the um, the new Watchmen on HBO. I wouldn't say it's new, but mm-hmm. it's like the newer where they, they're all wearing, mm-hmm. they're all concealing their identities from each other. Yeah, that's kind of the same same I think vein it's a there. Cool idea. Yeah, I, I actually think that out of everything in this film, I was like, oh, that is by far the most creative thing is how to protect themselves so no one knows who they truly are. But at the same time, they play this little game with his boss where his boss is just like, well, you know, I can kind of figure out who you are through process of elimination, which yeah. I thought that, too. I was like, there's only four people. So yeah, that's like he's like, delete yourself checking the cameras but don't delete yourself any other time. Yeah. He's like, cause then we'll be able to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. So Which that- is weird that the whole department doesn't know who each other is either. Yeah. So they're going like full, like fear and paranoia of like knowing no one can know. Uh, and it turns out that, I don't know. I don't know if you call them all. I mean, cause they end up being dickheads, but then you know why they're being dickheads. And I guess. Oh, that. The the special forces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. His boss inside the undercover. I don't know, because they go and they check the cameras inside the house. And I thought it was crazy that they edit their I get why they explain it, because you know, to truly cover up yourself, you edit yourself out. But like you could do a lot of messed up shit and just edit it out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there's problems with this. And I'm like, uh eh, Yeah, know. I think that's part of the point of the whole thing though. Yeah, I know. I, I get it. Uh, it's just it's it's definitely something that was you don't see that. I've never seen that. We've seen it in my minority report. Were they? Yeah, but I thought other people were editing out. That was like the, the big guy editing things out. Yeah, yeah. Not yourself. Yeah. So, well, then again, I guess the big guy did edit himself out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But I do. There's one guy that like doesn't get enough credit for how good of an actor he is is as Rory uh was it Cochrane uh he's the Charles guy who had the bugs all over him yeah that is a great opening scene and yeah. I don't know who that person is oh he's so been acting rec- forever I didn't recognize him at all if you looked up his IMDb he's he's just in a ton of roles just he's a good character actor uh, he's been acting for quite a while but yeah I, I like that like oh, I know who it is yeah that type of paranoia like that, I was like, OK, so like I always think if you have one character that's paranoid in a film, it's better than having like a bunch of people, because then I just think when you have so much paranoia and kind of anxiety in a film, I, I think that's a detriment. I think it's better when it's like one character. There are movies that can do it, but I think the one care if you would have stuck to one character, it would have been a little bit better. That's just my opinion. No, I like uh, it. Just confusing is fun. Yeah, this is the kind of movie like from the 90s I would have watched and thought, you know, oh, it's smart and witty. And if you don't like it, it's because I have better taste in movies than you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I could definitely see people like gatekeeping this film yeah. because, uh, you know, it's got the link to Philip K. Dick and everything. I have no idea what this film was trying to say or do <laughs> I'm fucking confused still. It's good, though. It's fun. Yeah, it should be interesting talking about what they say at the end. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and you got, got the 18 speed bike, which is something I highlighted. Yeah, I wrote that note, too. He's like, well, you're missing nine. And I was like, you know, it's the front times the back, right? So you get 18 speeds, three oh. times six. But he Jesus. sold it to me for $50 and he kept the other nine gears. That's his plan. He's going to sell them back. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Do you still want to buy this for $60? No, I, I said I'd buy $60 for 18 gears. You're missing nine. Now that's $23.50 by my math. Uh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr.'s like outshines everyone in this film i think like he's just and I, woody harrelson them they're back and forth i think yeah. it's great like the diner scene yeah it's well no the diner was between robert Downey Jr. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 roy oh yeah where he just imagines the uh yeah. the waitress naked for a second i'm like i, I didn't remember fuck? rotoscope boobs but they're in this quite a bit yeah but yeah i i just like I really thought Robert Downey Jr. kind of shined in this. Um, and then uh, oh, the road trip, that road trip where like uh, his brake, no, his accelerator brakes. That's like classic paranoia where they're just like, who did it? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. And then Robert Downey Jr. comes. And he's like, don't worry. I put a note on the door saying, come on in. It's unlocked. But and if they I put do, a <laughs> camera. <laughs> What's going to stop him from going in the back door? He's like, oh, no, I left the front door unlocked with a note. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. made me so uncomfortable when he was holding that gun. Every time he had that gun, I was like, ah, you're going to shoot someone, Robert. I think that's a really good scene, though. Yeah, I like it. I enjoyed this movie way more than I remembered enjoying it. Well, in high school, when we would just sit around smoking pot and being scared that someone would catch us, that's what it reminds me of so much. Was that noise? Did yeah. you hear that? Hey, did you leave the stove on? No, your mom coming home and coming down to yell at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's exactly what it reminded me of, except minus the gun. Uh, but I can tell you, uh, having a computer in the kitchen, I was like, oh, that reminds me of when we were right outside of college and we were just all poor as hell jamming into one apartment, just figuring out where to put shit. Two of us yeah. had computer like stations in the living room. <laughs> yeah, my wife has her computer in the kitchen and it's like she'll be having a meeting and I'll go up there and she's like, you can't come in here. It's like, I didn't decide to put my, my office in the kitchen. You got to you got to buy yourself a full green suit. Oh, so she can do backgrounds and you yeah. walk through. That actually would be awesome. You should, yeah. yeah, so we still, yeah, we're still in that stage, I guess. That's why you got to get, you just got to like work in the base. Well, yeah, I get it because you only have one kitchen. Like, yeah, you're right. She should move that office. Yeah, we've talked about that. that you happening. should provide her a space for it. I have done everything humanly possible, and she wants to keep it in the kitchen. So that's going to The lighting is probably really good. It is really good, actually. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. probably why. Uh, and then we find out that Barris, which is played by Robert Downey Jr., I guess is an informant. Well, he's trying to rat out Fred, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Bob actor. He's trying to rat him out. 
saying that he's he's working for somebody higher and he's got a stash of weapons. He makes that fake videotape or fake <laughs> audio tape. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like the reason you know the chief later is like, that's fake. It's the chief's in it. And yeah. you just don't realize. Oh, yeah. Because uh, uh, you got Bob sitting there as Fred. It's hilarious. But, but it, have you noticed that he's pretty good about it? He doesn't let on at home or in the office that he's the other person. No, I, I think they they thought that out well of like how to cover this up or how he would play it. Uh, and then uh, I just, it's such a dickhead thing too when he ends up like giving him the information. Cause like, so his relationship with Winona Ryder's character is so weird uh-huh. because she's like, Oh, you can't touch me. I don't like, I do too much Coke. I don't like being touched. Yeah. What? That's weird. I've never heard that before. That's a new one. And then, of course, he gets pissed off, and then he goes and finds some chick to, to have sex with, and then has a weird fucking dream. And then even weirder was the camera shows her, like, switching, I think. And I'm like, what yeah, is going on? Yeah, on that, that 3D model, model of another rotoscope boobs for, like, four minutes. Yeah. I, You know, it was weird. He was sitting there doing that in front of, like, everyone. Like, you know how sometimes when you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, no, I hope no one walks in or sees, you know, something like, like 40 that. people around him. Yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. Then again, you're in a suit, so it's not like anyone will know. You're yeah, anonymous. and they don't know what you're investigating either. Yeah. yeah, it's just a surveillance state, dystopian surveillance state. You know, like if, for real, that would be like we'd have Google, Facebook and like TikTok doing all the surveilling on everybody. Mm-hmm. That one lady did it. They d- picked up the voice match and she had that like DJ station where she was moving the records back and forth. It tracked them on the phone and everything. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. that job would mess you up. Oh. Yeah. And part of this is like a movie where you can't tell your split personality apart. And part of it is drug abuse. Mm-hmm. It's like, I cannot tell when he was just having trouble connecting because he lives two lives or when it was the drugs. Yeah, I kind of got like he was already kind of living two lives and had a split personality. Then he got on the drugs and that just kind of supercharged it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there was a lot of times where he kept telling himself things like, oh, I have two daughters, two little daughters. And yeah, that scene is like I had a wife and daughters and I hit mm-hmm. my head on the cupboard. But also, could he have got brain trauma at some point that like helps spark this? Like I said, yeah. I'm confused too. I don't, I don't know. Well, and then at the very beginning, where he's making that speech in front of the donors or whatever, you know, when he's like clearly kind of doesn't like what he's doing. Yeah. So yeah, he. This is a def, This is a very complicated character who's kind of split. Yeah. So I, I can see what you guys are talking about with that. Uh, but anyway, he he ends up like you know, bringing in, uh, they finally find out that, uh, they bring in James, right? Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Yeah. Yeah. They, they figure out that he's the one connected with yeah. higher ups and that's who they've been after the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then, well, that would explain why he was trying to set up Bob or Fred or Bruce. I don't know. Whatever his name is. Yeah. Bruce. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. And uh, it was just on IMDb, and I'm like, Who oh, I know. Bruce? It's at the end. Oh, when he's on right. the farm, they call yeah. him Bruce, or in the the clinic, they call him Bruce. Maybe that's just what they checked him in, so people don't know who he is. Yeah, speaking of this whole clinic, so like basically, his boss comes down on him. He's like, listen, you got addicted to 
this drug, substance D. So, you know, we're going to fine you. Your next paycheck's going to be low. And then he gets put into New Path. And then you find out that Winona Ryder's character has been a part of this the whole time to get him into New Path. Yeah, has been the police chief the yeah. whole time. Well, his boss. Yes. The whole time. And, yeah. and they work for New New Path. That's who's funding all of the the research. Yeah, so they're saying a lot in this film, you know, like the the bad guys are creating the problem and they have the solution, so they're getting money from both end and they're funding the people that's supposed to be policing this. You know, that's like some real life stuff too, where like say you're DEA and you're dealing with some cartel and it's like a lot easier to just take the bribe and let those guys ship drugs than it is to actually go down and bust them. Yeah. It's a lot less work and you get a benefit just getting paid off. So that's why, that's why when people are like, Oh yeah, we need, you know, people get on their high horse about stuff. Like, cause I see these uh, soccer players that are being offered absurd amount of monies to the Saudis and people are like, you can't take that money. And I'm like, that's like $200 million to play for the Saudis in soccer. Uh, None of I, us sitting here. I can't play soccer, but if they gave yeah. me that money, I'd move. That's I've heard people, they're like, you can't take that. You just can't do it. And I'm like, how the fuck do you say no to $200 million? Yeah. If somebody's willing to pay enough for feet picks, I'll send them, man. I don't <laughs> $200 million. That's enough. I'll I'll put women's panties on my feet and take pictures of them. Yeah, what do you want? I don't care. There's oh. a there's a dollar amount that just makes your life easier. And, uh, I'll do that for twenty bucks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, I'll get more creative with it too. It, the more money you give me. Have you seen how expensive beer is now? Just like a twelve pack. It's like twelve dollars, man. Um, twenty bucks, twenty bucks. That's right. Even though you don't really drink much anymore, but I know your point. It lasts me a week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so he goes out to the farm and then gets talked to this by this guy. And then we find out that, like, they're they're oh. growing the flowers. So uh, the Charlie Freck, when he killed himself and then uh, yeah, Bob goes to the clinic and Freck's there. Yeah, he's there bald. Yeah, he's bald. Freck didn't die. Yeah. Wish I, yeah, I wish I would have mentioned that, but I'm just going off my notes. Yeah, it's. It's a really fascinating film. That's why I'm saying it's like, I don't know how much I'll ever rewatch this, but I definitely was not bored. And by the end, I was like, oh, that I see what they're doing here. I mean, it, there was a lot of movies that were like the snatch. Mm-hmm. And like I said, train spotting where it's just confusing and stuff happens and people are running around. But this adds like a whole nother layer of paranoia mm-hmm. on top of it, which is I I like it. It's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. some classic like turn of the century. You know, you have to wait for the whole movie, kind of like Memento too. You wait for the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. To... That's another one. Do yeah, you have it? to watch the whole movie to understand the, the 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 big picture, and the big picture is the most important message. Yeah, you got to... Memento's so good. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, New Path is just sitting there, you know, producing the flowers that make these drugs. And... Yeah, they take. So the they're most... using past addicts. They use the most burnt out people yeah. they can. Because eventually the the drug makes your brain fight with itself Mm -hmm. so that either you're hallucinating or you lose track of who you are or uh, it just it's it just fries you and you're just a husk pretty much. So they use those people to farm the flowers. 
Yeah. And then we, like the the outro text, I don't remember at all. And this kind of like just sitting there watching is like, look, these are a list of all the people that's been affected that I've known. And, you know, like it lists all the victims and what happened and everything. That was kind of like a, a sobering moment in this. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, this is I, definitely based off the writer's experience. I tried to yeah. look it up and it, there's no actual drug that substance D is a reference to other than death substance death but they just said it's recreational drugs that were commonly used in his time period so his Mm -hmm. friends that just did drugs and died yeah that's the note i put it's a fictionalized account of real events of uh his dick's experiences in the 1970s drug culture he said in an interview like everything in a scanner darkly i actually saw he was he was cranking some massive massive amphetamines at the time where he was um turning out 68 pages of copy per day like to put that in perspective that's like most writers it's like if you can do 10 pages a day you're booking dude like, meth meth and speed were used as weight loss and attention drugs back then too yeah i mean if you're george like, martin you're doing like half a page a day <laughs> uh oh man that's just fun to make fun of his speed of writing the last book. <laughs> We're never hey, going to get it, Game of Thrones fans. He's doing better ever. than the Wheel of Time guy. I don't even know. Yeah. He died before he finished the last book. Ooh. So he's doing a lot better than that guy is. Well, yeah. Martin's probably going to die before he finishes Game uh, of Thrones. I hope so. not. I hope not. He stay, stay good. Stay good. <laughs> you know, I think being, an, being an author has got to be hard, though. It's got to really – being an author, first off, you know, to be this creative, you know, come up with these ideas, you got to be different. than every, Your brain works differently than everyone else. It's like none of us could come up with Mm-mm. this level of story like Philip K. Dick did, you know. And it's got to be hard, and you struggle for years. You're poor, you're broke, you don't know if you're going to make it, you're doubting yourself, and it's like you're an overnight success, but that success took like years and years of work to get there. How do they keep it straight? Like we get confused watching something for two hours or a season of TV, and I'm like, I can't remember all these characters. And these people have been writing it for 20 years. Like Game of Thrones has so many characters. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty crazy with what he lists out there He's i don't know the, yeah over a thousand characters and the human mind can really only keep track of about 200 relationships yeah i mean the heroes messed up and they forgot an entire character like the fans well they also like, got derailed by the strike the, the strike so, i know but so, fans are like what happened to her <laughs> all right here's some production notes on this before we get to the recommendations robert downey jr uh thought this was one of the strangest scripts he's ever read and that's one of the main reasons he decided to do the film i also have another theory that he was trying to make a comeback and something like this could really show off his acting chops which i think it did i have a third theory Uh, you gotta pay your bills and eat oh that too yeah yeah i don't think they were paid much for this i think a lot of them worked scale Uh, i think this was more of like a passion like this would be cool to be a part of that's it, my yeah. I think that's what it was too. It all sounds like actors that are known to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially Robert or um, uh, Keanu Reeves. And Winona does that too. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's awesome they do that. Did they make their money already? Yeah. I mean, if you make your money, you should just choose what you want. Yeah, I think Keanu's a genuinely really cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh is. yeah, that's that's well documented that he's a. He's just a cool dude. What's that movie he's in where he like plays? He plays himself, but he's a douchebag. 
I forgot uh, what it's called, but it's like, it's, I am Keanu Reeves, and he's just a complete douche. It's freaking hilarious. I don't know, but I want to see it. Yeah, now I want to watch it. I don't know what that is. But according to writer and director Richard Lynn, is it Linklater? Is that no, what we decided? That yeah, we'll right, go yeah. with that. Yeah. All right, Richard Linklater. Uh, filming was completed in 23 days. The animation took 18 months. That's from someone in the trivia and IMDb. So I was like, oof. It said they filmed it digitally so they could just upload it straight to computers. Oh, that's smart. So uh, this is the highest grossing digitally rotoscoped animation feature, grossing uh, $7.6 million. However, being also the most expensive rotoscope feature ever made, that the figure is lower to the film's cost of $8.7 million dollars yeah see I, I was a little confused by this trivia i was it's like a, so it, it grossed the most amount of money but it costs the most amount that's true but uh, i guess why they say are they mean by grossing that's how much i don't really understand I don't know. that i have a question about the accuracy of that last yeah tidbit here because wasn't the new the spider-man spider-verse weren't those rotoscoped and wasn't part of puss in boots rotoscoped i don't know yeah but who knows when they wrote this fact we don't this care about been, facts here anyway. It could so. have been four or five years ago somebody put that in. It hasn't been updated. And I don't think the, the Spider-Man movies aren't rotoscoped. They're not. Okay. They're stylized. Uh, so in that uh, individual Spider-Mans have different uh, frame rates so that it, uh-huh. it distinctly shows them different. I think it's mm-hmm. fully animated. It, and I have but a- the new Puss in Boots did. They have parts that looked very rotoscoped. I have a better way to explain what that they're they're saying like this made the most money the most amount of money in a theater box office run at seven point seven million, but it also happened to cost the most at eight point seven million. And I think what they mean is like we're a movie that is all rotoscoped, you know, a feature a feature length rotoscope film, nothing that just has a little bit of rotoscope in it. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing has to be rotoscoped. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I I, I don't know. It just means that no rotoscope movie has ever made that much money. Mm-hmm. It just so happens it also cost more money than mm-hmm. they made. Uh, another one is other Philip K. Dick adaptations. Oh, this must be from Brad. I'll let you read that, Brad. This is me. Oh, the Chris. Uh, I've never read a single book by this fella. <laughs> but they did the movies. They, I found a list of like 20. And some of them are good. Some of them are bad. I wrote down the good ones. But Blade Runner. Total Recall, Screamers, Minority Report, and The Man in the High Castle. I've never seen that. That Was that Amazon about the Nazis actually won World War II? Mm, Yeah, I think the Nazis have like the eastern half of the country, then like the Japanese have the western half, and then... Yeah. I heard it's really good. I just never watched it. Is it a movie or a series? It's a show. Oh, it's a series, huh? It's Amazon. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so there's so much content coming out. I feel like I feel like we would need like a team of 10 people to keep up with all the content coming out so we could say what to you know to our listeners what's actually good. Dude, I feel so bad at like the nerd news and sometimes I'm like I've did not watched anything new. You feel bad. It's like we're a podcast about movies and it's just like what movies have you seen? Like oh, just kids movies in the last 6 months. So the, the <laughs> one for the podcast. Yeah, and the hey one man, for the podcast. Hey man, you could always 
you could always tell the adults out there with kids which ones to watch, like which ones are shit and which ones are like, hey, this ain't that bad. I was talking to my daughter. Yeah, I was talking to my daughter about doing a podcast regarding like uh, Disney movies and everything. Then it's like she has the attention span for about a minute and a half. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a very short podcast. Real quick. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's move on to recommendations. Chris, you picked it. Do you recommend? Yeah, but with friends and beers and talking. Okay. It is a discussion movie. I can say that much. Yeah, I enjoyed it by myself, but I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Brad, how about you? No, it's probably a great book. Um, But if you want to see like a Philip K. Dick inspired movie, um, you know, Running Man, Blade Runner, Minority Report, I would Mm -hmm. say I enjoyed more. I would say this is more of like a one time watch. Uh, I don't don't think you can really revisit this. So it's kind of interesting one time, but I don't think it's for most people. I don't think this is going to like light your hair on fire or anything like that. You're not going to be like, oh, my God, you guys got to see a scanner darkly. It's just it's kind of like one of these like lazy Sunday. It's raining outside. You're kind of just sitting on your couch and you want to watch something that's kind of interesting. I think this is it. You want to get a little weird for an hour and a half? Yeah, it's a short movie, too. Yeah, it is. It is very interesting, like what happens in the film. And then immediately when you get to the end, you figure out you're like, oh, man, that sucks. (laughs) It's a real downer. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back to our animation wing of the museum. Chris, you picked it. I'll let you go first. What you shoving in the museum? I want the thousand eyed sin reader. Oh, yeah, that was cool. He fucking he's like, it's been a thousand years and they finally got to sixth grade when I discovered masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) That whole scene's cool. That and the bugs in the beginning with uh, the Freck character. Yeah, I was a big fan of the bugs on that. How about you, Red? I was going to put Steve's hero, Alex Jones, for the music. Uh, but uh, no, the the scanner suit. I would love to see those in like a live action movie. Well, since yeah. Alex Jones is poor now, I'm going with old Ben Sharpie Pants as my hero. Mm-hmm. All He's like four foot eight, got a really annoying voice. He love can out argue anyone. Ben Sharpie Pants. That's what I'm calling him. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Uh, I don't understand why people downvote us. Like, why? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't post on YouTube anymore. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, If anyone actually wants us to start doing YouTube again, you guys let us know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to put in Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, performance, but the one performance I really loved was when he had the silencer on the uh, gun and he really proves that he's a character that's smart but thinks he's way smarter than he actually is yeah. like he's he the smartest person in a... his own brain yeah he's the guy yeah he's the guy that like dumb guys think is a smart guy yep yeah he just knows some facts mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fucking timing of wow that's some silencer you got there that was so good <laughs> maybe you fired again it'd be quiet to us yeah, because we can't fucking hear anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's a good movie. I think you guys yeah. liked it more than you think. I'm, I'm really glad we watched it. You know, it did keep my attention the whole time, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
you're never you're always guessing and there's a great the twist at the end was just like holy shit he, the main character really wasn't even the main character kind of she I was think just manipulating a... him no go ahead Sorry. she was just manipulating him the whole time to get into that to get at the new life people so yeah I think this film is a better sitting in a diner discussion film than it is actually watching it do you know what I mean like I think mm. this leads to a better discussion than it is a movie or Which one of those background cool. bar movies Oh, yeah, I could see that. Like where we got breakfast and they had movies playing on the projector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. I could see that. I'm just I'd like, be... what the fuck is going on? All right. That's going to end our animation theme. But don't you worry, everyone. We still got the box. And I put 50 of these in here and we still got 49 to choose from. What's Mixing it up. Here we go. I didn't know there were that many next... genres. I know. I, there's so many. Some of them are really basic. Some of them hopefully aren't too uh, crazy. So here we go. I'm picking it. This is our theme right here. It is Godzilla movies. <laughs> All right. Godzilla movies. All right. <laughs> you know which one I'm picking. All right. Everyone, give it a hardcore thought. You know, get something good. What is the worst Godzilla movie? I'm picking that one. I think it's like the one with the kid. Oh, yeah, that one okay. is terrible. Yeah, that yeah I'm going to have to do some research on this. The only Godzilla one I've seen is like Kong versus Godzilla. And that's too new. Too new. Okay. Can't do it. That one's off the door. So we got to go back. Yeah, this is going to take some research, but you I'll can, do my best. You could do the old King Kong versus Godzilla. I have that. So do I. I got that VHS. I'll let you, I'll let, I'll let you guys take that. Since I was going to get it. rid of all my Godzillas and I was like, nah. I just can't do it, man. Godzilla is so much fun. No, I would say anything that's on uh, the VHS era we choose from. Uh, Godzilla 2000 and older is on yeah. the VHS. That's yeah. I mean, uh, that sounds good to me. Is anyone going to have the balls to choose the 1998 Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do this. <laughs> All right, folks. <clears throat> Well, you know our theme. You know what type of movie we're choosing here. This is pretty funny because in the nerd news, we announced that Pluto TV was getting its own Godzilla mm-hmm. channel. So this is pretty hilarious. So Godzilla's coming at you hardcore this summer. To end the summer, it's going to be a Godzilla theme. So Chris, tell them where they can find us on the social medias. Uh, right now on our Facebook group, Analog Jones, Temple of Film, we have a poll for what we're going to watch on October. I don't know if this is going to be out in time for people to really matter on that, but it's between Tremors, Jaws, and what was the other one? I don't remember, but basically it's just Tremors and Jaws because the, the third one didn't get a lot of votes. Or you can submit your own and make people vote for that one, but... Uh, and then we have a Instagram, which is Analog Jones TOF. And we have a email account, which is analog Jones TOF at google.com. No, at gmail.com. Why did I say google.com? I That's obviously google. Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's Gmail. Google Mail. Oh, boy. I love it. So remember to be kind. And yeah, rewind. Rewind.